What microphone should I get? What's a pop filter? All these questions and plenty more answered on this episode of Podcasting for Consultants. And as always, let me remind you that this show is brought to you by my agency, Spotlight Podcasting. We help with the launching and production of interview-based shows that drive revenue for B2B consultants. We're a full-service agency. We take care of everything for you. You record, we take care of the rest. So when it comes to equipment, I think sometimes people complicate things a little bit too much. There's no need to go too overboard here. And some people think that you have to record a podcast from a studio. In most cases, you don't actually need to. One of the great things about podcasting is it's relatively easy to create your own home setup without the need to go out and buy too much equipment. So what I'm going to describe in this episode is what you'll need for your own home setup, as well as if you're doing it on location in person. All that said, New York City, where I'm based, can be a very noisy place. And sometimes it's difficult to find a good place to record from. But there are actually a lot of really good studios here. We actually have relationships with quite a few of them. Sometimes we'll arrange to, for clients to record there as well. Um, sometimes it's also just quite nice environment to record from as well, uh, especially if you have high profile guests coming in to be interviewed. So let's start off with uh, microphones. Usually this is the very first question that people ask when they think of starting a, a podcast. What microphone should I get? And I'm going to start off by saying what microphone you shouldn't get, in my opinion. One which is actually very often recommended, which is the Blue Yeti microphone. Now these microphones, they're, they're not bad microphones, but if you're just starting out, you could probably do better. And the Blue Yetis, they're quite distinctive uh, if you see them. They're these rather large, bulky microphones that sort of have a stand inbuilt. And you can simply just plug them in via USB to your computer and start recording straight away. So they are somewhat simple to use. However, a lot of people point them in the wrong direction. It's not immediately obvious uh, which way they should be facing. And in addition to that, they are what's known as condenser microphones. So there are two types of microphones, condenser and dynamic. Condenser microphones are much more sensitive. They'll pick up a lot more background noise, whereas dynamic microphones simply pick up the noise right in front of it. So you'll hear less room or background noise. And that's one of the main reasons why the Blue Yeti isn't such a great idea. But for whatever reason, it's sort of become the, the standard uh, for people starting podcasting. And it's probably down to good marketing. It's not too expensive. That said, there are, in my opinion, better microphones you could get when you're starting out that actually cost a bit less than what you would be paying for a Blue Yeti. Namely, uh, the Samsung Q2U or the ATR2100X. Don't worry if you can't remember all these names um, because I will include them in the show notes. But these two microphones, they're very similar. And to be honest, either of the, if, if you get either of them, it's fine. There's very, very little difference. They're both microphones that allow you to connect via USB, but also using an XLR cable. An XLR cable allows you to plug in an additional audio interface, which isn't always really necessary, uh, but it gives you a small increase in audio quality and allows you to plug in multiple microphones if you're recording in person. But yeah, if you get the Samsung QTU or the Audio-Technica ATR2100X, X is the newer model, oftentimes that's pretty much all you really need. Uh, I think in most cases, 
both come with a small stand. They're not, it's not the best stand ever, but it's possible. And if you're able to plug that into your computer and record that way, then in a lot of cases, that's all that you need. Now, like I say, you know, Samsung QTU, Audio-Technica ATR2100X, they're both dynamic microphones. They're very reasonably priced. But if you're looking to go for something much more high-end, then probably the de facto choice would be the Shure SM7B. This is the same microphone that was used by famous musicians in recording studios, like uh, Michael Jackson recorded his uh, Thriller album. But it's not just meant for musicians. It's really become a massive favorite of podcasters. Now there's a big price difference there. Like Samsung QTU will set you back about $70 and the Shure SM7B will send you back $400. And the difference in audio quality between those two price points is, to be honest, like not that noticeable for most people. Some additional things that I do recommend you get. Now you can get either a windscreen or a pop filter. A windscreen is basically that piece of foam that you might see on a lot of microphones that prevents, well, wind noise when people are outside, but it can also help prevent pops or sibilance. So that's for when you use consonants like P's and T's, uh, you don't get that nasty effect. So I'm actually going to take off the uh, windscreen from my microphone now so you can hear the, how that sounds. Uh, so if I say something like, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Uh, whereas with the windscreen back on, if I say the same thing, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, uh, you can hear those pops are gone. Now, a pop filter is more suited uh, for pops and sibilance. To be honest, you can really use one or the other. I prefer using a windscreen because to me, the pop filter can just get in the way too much sometimes. And if you're wondering what, what a pop filter look, looks like, it's that little screen that you often see people in recording studios sing into or speak into that sits in front of the microphone. Yeah, so my advice would be just get the windscreen, less hassle. Another good piece of equipment to get is either a stand or a boom arm. Like I say, the microphones I mentioned before, Samsung QTU and the Audio-Technica, they do come with stands included, but they're a little bit flimsy. And they can be a little bit sensitive to when people knock the table by mistake. And so you can get a more sturdy stand that comes with a really solid base. Or you can also get a boom arm, which usually attaches to the side of your desk and allows you to kind of swivel around the microphone, uh, which I think is, uh, is nice because you can easily get it out of the way when you don't need the microphone, but you can bring it back. And if you knock you know, the table or surface, that's not going to come through the recording either. When it comes to headphones, I don't think, you know, studio standard large headphones are really that necessary. Uh, in most cases, a pair of earphones would suffice. Do make sure that you are using earphones when you do record, though, because you don't want any feedback. And that applies to your guests as well. The other reason why I'm not so crazy about using studio headphones is most people, when they listen back to podcasts, they're using earphones as well. So even if you wanted to listen to your podcast in high fidelity with the, you know, these cans, that's not the same situation that most people are going to listen to your podcast in. So if it's for quality assurance purposes, I would just use the same listening setup that most other people are going to be consuming your podcast in. And I mentioned audio interfaces before. I would say, you know, for a home setup, this is only if you really want to get really advanced, but audio interfaces will allow you to plug in your phone 
in addition, you'll be able to plug in more earphones as well. So you can have multiple people talking and listening at the same time as you're actually recording. There's Zoom, not to be confused with uh, Zoom, the calling software, uh, but Zoom, the hardware manufacturer, has uh, some really great audio interface products, namely the, the P4, which is what I'm actually using at the moment. It's a small device, and the P8, uh, which is larger, uh, which is similar to another one called the Rodecaster Pro. And so, yeah, these devices, they give you a, a marginal increase in audio quality um, because they convert the XLR to uh, USB for you. The, the P4 comes with a little sound pad. So they allow you to have more elaborate recording setups. Some other things to uh, consider uh, when you're recording at home uh, is the fact that uh, it's a good idea to try and avoid flat surfaces if you can. Uh, some people will use blankets and pillows. Yeah, as flat surfaces cause reverberation and echo, which you want to try and avoid. And some people often choose to record in their closet, which is not actually such a bad idea. Now, this is for a home setup. If you are looking to record on-site or in-person, the Zoom P4 audio interface I mentioned is quite good for that, actually, um, because it allows you to record on an SD card, and it's relatively portable. It's a small device. You can plug in multiple microphones. Another microphone worthy of consideration, uh, especially if you're going to be out and about, is the Shure 58. This is the same microphone that you'll often see uh, singers uh, on stage or people singing karaoke use. It's an extremely sturdy microphone, so you can knock it about and it just won't break. But one of the best things about this, the Shure 58 microphone is it has very little handling noise. So, you know, when singers are, or people who are doing karaoke, they're holding the microphone with their hand. Whereas the, you know, the Samsung or the ATR or the Audio-Technica, you'll get some of that handling noise come through, not with the Shure 58. So this is a good one if you're uh, looking to do in-person recordings and the person you're interviewing maybe doesn't have good microphone technique or they're just not used to, you know, holding a microphone. And when I'm referring to the noise uh, when people handle a microphone, basically I'm referring to this, <laughs> essentially. Another thing you can actually consider as well if you're doing in-person is using broadcast headphones. So the same kind of headphones that you might see a football commentator wearing. Uh, and this is where it's kind of like an all-in-one headset where you have the headphones and you have a mouthpiece that comes out. And the reason why I recommend these, even though I previously said I'm not a big fan of having big headsets, headphones, and so forth, is because they're they're easier. They're less. It's less hassle. You don't have to think about, I've got to get a stand and I've got to plug in earphones and make sure things are the right level and so forth. It's a little bit easier when you're using these um, broadcast headphones, especially if, you know, maybe you really don't have a good place to record. It also means when recording, people don't have to worry about handling noise or external noise or interruptions as they'll be able to monitor the sound live. So they'll be less likely to be distracted by any other things going on in the background. And that wraps up our recommendations for equipment. You can find the names of all the different pieces of equipment I've mentioned, as well as the links where you can purchase them by heading on over to our show notes for this episode, which can be found at podcastingforconsultants.net forward slash equipment.
I hope that was helpful. These are very sort of general recommendations. So a lot of the time it will really depend on your individual context and your recording situation. So it's going to really depend uh, from person to person on exactly what makes the most sense. Uh, if you'd like to have a chat about that, and if you're thinking of launching a show and you'd like some more advice around equipment, happy to have a chat. You can reach out to us if you head on over to spotlightpodcasting.com, where you'll be able to book a call with myself or someone on my team. And on the next episode of Podcasting for Consultants, we'll be talking about exactly what software you'll need to record your B2B podcast. So until next time, take care.